get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, Cardinals fan and producer for MLB Network. He's he's Keith Costas joining us here on the show. Keith, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. Absolutely. We did it at a good time, too. The Cardinals have won six of their last seven games. Their big time or one of their two uh, deadline additions was excellent last night against the Cubs. How are you feeling right now about this Cardinals team as we head into a, a really fun series against the Car- uh, the Yankees this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends what hat I'm wearing, to be honest with you guys. If I'm talking to people that I work with on the East Coast that aren't necessarily Cardinals fans, I feel like I have to do my part and say, eh, this team could be a little more aggressive. I know you see them from the outside looking in, always competing, but maybe they could do a little more. But when I talk to my Cardinal friend, fan, Cardinal and friends, I feel like I have to talk them off the ledge and say, look, <laughs> this team does know what they're doing. Not getting one Soto for the biggest prospect hall that we've seen in quite some time does not signal the apocalypse. So I fall somewhere in the middle, which is where the truth usually lies. I feel pretty good about what they did. I mean, if you go from where the inning's going to come to being the only team in the game with five pitchers over 100 innings, I think you did a pretty good job addressing your big weakness. All right, Keith. Well, I need you to take that MLB Network hat off, and I need you to put the Cardinals fan hat back on. Are you disappointed the team did not acquire Juan Soto? I mean, it's hard to say you're not a little bit disappointed when that possibility is on the table, but I completely understand why they didn't end up pulling the trigger. I mean, if you said four weeks ago that the Cardinals were going to be in the mix, but they're going to lose out to the most aggressive GM in the league who makes one of the most aggressive offers that we've seen in quite some time. I think that that's understandable, but yeah, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a little bit of disappointment thinking about having Arenado, Goldschmidt, and Soto all in the same lineup. Keith, you've probably seen more of Jordan Montgomery than most Cardinals fans, and that's not a shot of Cardinals fans. I just I don't know how much most people are watching Montgomery and the Yankees on a night-to-night basis when they're watching the Cardinals. What are what can Cardinals fans expect out of him a Saturday night against the Yankees, but really down the stretch as well? Well, you set it up perfectly because I have seen him a ton. If we've done, I don't know, I'm just off the top of my head here. If we've done 12 or 15 Yankee games on the network in the last couple of years, I bet Jordan Montgomery started at least half a dozen of them, which, you know, kind of tells you what the big selling point on this guy is, that he's durable, at least since coming back from Tommy John. He's taking the ball every fifth day. And I think that what Cardinals fans probably gathered from their quick kind of snapshot research is probably pretty close to what you can expect from him. He's a little bit better than league average. He's durable. 
he's going to give you innings and he's going to give you another left-hander in the rotation. So do I think he's going to make a playoff start for this team? No, I don't. Do I think that he's going to be a major impact piece in October? No, I don't. But I think he can be a big part of helping them get there and certainly stop the bleeding of that innings, innings issue that they've been dealing with for most of the season. If that's the case, Keith, and you don't think that Jordan makes a start in the playoffs, do you think this team is set up well in the playoffs if they get there? I mean, I think that that when you look at this deal, it kind of is a microcosm of what I think frustrates some Cardinals fans. For the Cardinals, the trade was a move about getting to the postseason. For the Yankees, who are obviously in a different position with the start they got off to, the move was about making them more of an elite defensive team when they get to the postseason. So back to the question about whether the Cardinals are set up well when they get to the playoffs, I think a lot of that depends on what they get from Flaherty. I mean, I think at this point you have to be conservative with your expectations and kind of consider whatever you get from Jack to be a bonus. But hearing Mo talk the last week or so and trying to lay out the timeline that they're optimistic about, if you get Flaherty back at some some point in September and he's – even if he's only a four or five inning guy, that obviously changes a lot for this team with all the guys that they have and the moving pieces that they'll have in terms of starters that could go to the bullpen or, you know, who knows what they get from Matt, but they're going to have a lot of pieces that they can kind of mix and match and get aggressive with in that bullpen. If it's basically your back end guys and then a bunch of starters in those middle innings. So I think a lot of it comes down to Flaherty. You obviously feel good about Wainwright and Michaelis. I think if I had to pick right now, Quintana's in that number three spot over Montgomery. I mean, it's not, it's not a big gap to me. You could go either way, but to me, it's Quintana as the number three, but if you get Jack back, even in a limited capacity, then I do think you can kind of get excited about how this team can match up in the early rounds of the postseason postseason and maybe make a run. Keith Costas of MLB network is our guest here on one one ESPN. Keith, can you explain to me like I'm five, why the Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> traded Josh Hader? Uh, I can explain it to you, but I can't explain to you why it's a good idea. I mean, they've obviously (laughs) taken the approach that they don't want to ever go into a rebuild. But to me, if you're the Brewers and you're sitting in the same division as the Cardinals, are you really just going to try to be Cardinals light? I mean, the Cardinals aren't the Dodgers, but I think it's safe to say that the Brewers don't have the revenue and financial resources that the Cardinals do on a year in and year out basis, even if the Cardinals don't flex those resources as much as some fans might say or might, might like them to do. Um, so if you're the Brewers and you kind of hear this approach about how you're going to have to maintain the system and you're not going to be able to be aggressive because you want to avoid those rebuilds, I think you kind of just look south in that division towards the Cardinals and say, haven't the Cardinals been doing that basically to perfection for the last two decades? How are we going to differentiate ourselves within our division? So I understand that Hader's salary was rising in arbitration. I understand that he had a lot of value that they wanted to squeeze out of them right now. But man, going forward, I just don't know how you can be excited about that type of approach. If you're a Brewers fan. Well, and it just seems like that Brewers clubhouse is broken too, Keith. I mean, we heard Devin Williams, the the day of him giving up that walk-off home run and how depleted he sounded. And then you hear Christian Yelich's comments yesterday. Like they don't even sound like a team that believes they can compete with the Cardinals anymore. On the plus side, Keith, at least their next like five series are against the Rays, the Cardinals and the Dodgers. So that'll be easy (laughs) for them. Right. Right. That's a good time to kind of get healthy and get some of that morale back. That's for sure. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, Devin Williams right away coming out and saying, you know, what he thought about the trade, even before he gave up that walk off, it was just an awkward scene in there. And then, you know, one week does not make a season, obviously, but since the deadline, 10 innings from their relievers, nine runs. I mean, 
the optics of it just can't be good for that front office up there right now. Keith, as you can imagine, we've talked a lot about Paul Goldschmidt this year and the MVP season that he's putting together. I wanted to get your perspective on this. As somebody who's working for MLB Network, I'm sure you guys have done a number of segments on both him and Nolan Arenado. What have you made of the season that those two are putting together right now? They're 1-2 right now, I believe it is, in the National League and wins above replacement. Yeah, it's been pretty unbelievable. I mean, this is obviously what they dreamed of when they paired those two on the corners. And I have to admit, I thought that Arenado, I, I loved the trade when it happened. I thought he would provide full value on what that trade was supposed to be. But I did kind of worry that there was a chance his offensive numbers were going to take a pretty big hit from cores. I knew he'd still hit his homers. I knew he'd still get his doubles. He'd have the volume because he plays every day. But I was worried that batting average outside of course field, which I know a lot of people think about the power, but the size of that outfield has so much to do with the way guys perform offensively there too. I did think there was a decent chance that Arenado was going to be like a 260, 265 hitter with power and a lot of the value obviously coming from the defense with the Cardinals. So huge credit to him for being way up around 300 this year, 290, 300 range with the batting average. I know batting average isn't to be all end all, but batting average is mostly what drives his on-base percentage. So for him, it is a big deal because he's not going to draw a ton of walks. And to be providing that kind of power, Danny Mack mentioned a stat last night, I think, about him being one of two guys with 20 home runs and a certain number of strikeouts this year. It's just him and Jose Ramirez is one of the most complete players in the league. So I'm a little bit surprised about how well Arenado has kind of leveled out offensively and gotten back somewhere close to what he was at Coors. Obviously, he'll never be that 45 home run guy that he was turning into in Denver. But yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised by Arenado. And I mean, Goldschmidt, this is a career year for him, obviously. I was more, I felt better about Goldschmidt coming into the season, but I did not see him getting back to this level. So Goldschmidt playing his game more than, uh, more than in terms of the style and the way he's going about it. It's a little closer than uh, what I would have expected from Arenado, but both of them are exceeding expectations, I think it's fair to say. In your opinion, Keith, going into this final stretch, do you feel like offense is the biggest strength that the Cardinals have, or do you think it's something else? No, I do think it's going to be the offense if all these pieces can come together. If they can get O'Neal going, if you know, if Edmund can kind of right the ship at the bottom of the lineup there and kind of give him a bonus player at the bottom, you know, I do think that they're going to end up having to outscore people if they can just get some stability in the rotation with these new pieces and get some innings to where they can at least manage their bullpen in the way that they want to. I do think that the offense is going to be the strength of this team down the stretch. Final question that I've got for Keith Costas of MLB network. You can follow him on Twitter at his name at Keith Costas. What's your, what's the thing that you're most interested in finding out about the Cardinals down the stretch? If there's one thing you were trying to put your finger on, whether it's a curiosity, uh, something you're just not sure about, what's the thing that you're most interested in this Cardinals team down the stretch? I think to me, it's, is Tyler O'Neill going to reestablish himself as the player that we saw last year or something close to it. Because to me, with the with talent they have at the upper levels of the minors and with Carlson now playing in the center of the diamond, which I think is a big development for the team, obviously his offense as a, as a plus center fielder is going to be much more of an asset than kind of that all-around corner guy that he had been projected to be. But I think Tyler O'Neill has a little bit of pressure on himself to kind of assert that he is definitely a part of the plan for next season. I would be surprised if they moved him or anything, but I mean, I think he has some work to do before these young guys are going to be breathing down his throat on the corners of this outfield. So can Tyler O'Neill, both for the short term in terms of the success this season and for his long-term kind of forecast with the club, kind of reestablish himself and get on some solid footing. He's Keith Costas of MLB network. Always enjoy being able to catch up with him here on the show. Keith, all the best to you and the family, man. We hope to talk with you again soon. And hopefully we're talking about more winning for the Cardinals down the stretch. 
All right, boys. Enjoy the rest of the season. I'll talk to you soon. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.